Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart Scott, Alan Hahn, kicking it with J. Will, like we were last week, back again this week. And as we talked about earlier in the show, as we began the show, March Badness officially began, and it did not disappoint from Friday on. You had upsets, you had double Double-digit seeds moving on, or Roberts being one of them. Uh, great games all around and a lot of great stories. But there's one story that is one you can't ignore. I was so hot. That Yeah. So hot I over both, the weekend. You and I both. So following Ohio State's loss, again, to Oral Roberts, Ohio State as the two seed, um, is, is this just awful story that involves social media and taking it way too far. EJ Liddell. Uh, a player for Ohio State was re- revealed th- on via Twitter threatening tweets that he received after the Buckeyes were eliminated. Um, Ohio State's coach Chris Holdman and Athletic Director Gene Smith they showed their support for Lydell. They described it as vile and dangerous words that reflect the worst of humanity, as Holdman put it. Lydell is a sophomore. He had twenty three and fourteen, twenty three points and fourteen rebounds in the overtime loss. We're not going to tell you what was said. Most of it we can't say. We can't even show you the tweets, but they're they're around. You can find them. And I can't even, like, like when I saw them, Jay, and I, and I saw the way we were talking about it on the group chat, it, it to me, like, the thing about social media is that it reveals maybe too much of society at times, right? And I also feel like some people use social media as free speech is a bulletproof vest. But it, it's not. But it goes beyond that. And I know for both of you as guys who went, you know, college players went on to play professionally at a high level, you both have dealt with fans before. But I'm going to leave the floor to both of you to react to to what was said to Lydell and, and how he's got to deal with this after what was a crushing loss just for him personally. Well, first and foremost, I deal with people who disagree with what I say on our show and then like to tweet at me, yeah. you should have died in that motorcycle accident. Damn. Just to give you a little insight to what yeah. – people in our position or athletes deal with on a daily basis when people just don't like what you do. But I said, as soon as I saw this story came out, Mm -hmm. social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram need to work with police because people that like to use assaulting like words or like to use words that are threatening of your life should be detained, should be detained, should be arrested. I'm clear with that. Like my thing is if you, (laughs) if you want to criticize people, fine. But when you start talking about you need to be dead right. or well, how about I'm going to your, kill you? I'm going to kill you. Right. The police need to show up at your damn house with the lights on yeah. and take you out in handcuffs. It, it, it's so disparaging for me to see young adults who are already isolated, yeah. who are already dealing with depression, who are always staying in Indiana trying to play in a tournament game. This is what the tournament is, and it seems like – and I don't want to say this, but it felt this way. Like, this is a gambler. It almost felt like somebody who lost a lot of money on the yeah. game was so mad they took their outrage on this kid. This kid is 18, 19 years old, right. young adult. Yeah. He doesn't deserve that type of speech that makes him worried about his life, that he, him and Chris Holtman, the head coach, need to take it to the police. Yeah. This is what we're doing now, and this is what we're at as a society. And it's so bothersome. I just – you know, it, we're talking about amateurs, right? We're not yeah. talking about professionals. Yeah. Not people who get paid – to play their sport. They're out there playing it for the love of their sport, even though they should be compensated. Yeah. But this is where fans like to take it to. They should be arrested. 
I mean, I don't know if I have any more to add. I mean, it's, it's disgusting, right? Because this isn't what athletes sign up for. And then where are we at as a society where, we, where we're threatening young kids, young athletes for their performance on a court in a game where anything can happen, right? Like, where are we as a people saying that we see, you know, this is a human being. This is a person, right? How, who are we as a people that we allow this type of a trash to even exist? And I, and I think to your point, they should be prosecuted, right? Because at some point, somebody's going to take it too far, and they are going to try and hurt somebody, right? So you have to take that threat. You know, you can't just call in and make a threat to the president. You can't just call and make a threat and say, hey, I'm going to do this, and somebody, you know, you get restraining orders, you get all kind of stuff. I think that we need to take this more seriously, and we need to make some examples out of some people early on because we, we hope that one day we don't have some type of tragic thing where somebody takes it too far and really executes on some of their words. But listen, we, we get this crap all the time. And I think it's a peek behind the curtain of what athletes have to deal with. You just don't expect to really see it at this level, at the collegiate level. But, you know, people disagree all the time and they hide behind their, their Twitter, their, their, mm-hmm. their, their social Abby. media. Yeah, they're thugs behind that, right? And these are things that they wouldn't dare say to somebody to their face. Right. You know, but, you know, they, they hide behind, you know, their IP address. And I think we need to start, you know, calling it out when we see it. And we need to start making sure that we can prosecute people like this. And we should make some legislation, make some type of laws that, that uh, prohibits this type of behavior. And for anybody says, well, everybody has freedom of speech. You're allowed to say whatever you want. But just know that for whatever you say, there can be consequences for what yeah, you absolutely. say. Absolutely. No right? question. There, there now, is now, accountability now, listen, for freedom of speech. I tell you, man, listen, I take all threats seriously. Like, so I, I, I still haven't, you know, got to that place yet. That's I've why seen I, the way you bark back yeah, at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bark back for real because I'll pull up. You know what I mean? So that's why I stay off because people know that that's how I roll. But this is you a college I mean? player. It yeah. doesn't help him in any way to have any kind of, of but, you know, response, but, but aggressive but, response or anything. Now, there is now, – now, again, this, this social media is not new, but yeah. this is something that is starting to become an issue. You remember last year there was a gambler who was who – was, uh, sending uh, sent a lot of social media messages to players from Tampa Bay Rays in 2019 uh, with threats to to kill yeah, the players, it. kill the family, and all that stuff. And this this guy right now that that pleaded seriously. guilty to uh, what is a single charge of transmitting a threat uh, in interstate commerce is that's right now what what the law would be. The crime carries a maximum prison of five years and a possible fine of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Does that sound Strong enough because it's again up to five years, possible fine of two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. But he pleaded guilty to it, and and that is something that you obviously have to keep an eye on. But this is a college player. There's nothing he can do. You know my answer to everything. Well, I understand send, that. Send him, send him, send him, send him to, to scare straight. Put him in a cell with Fleece Johnson. Oh, see if you got, if, see if you got all that. Yeah, if you're putting in certain words, there should be certain parameters on social media yeah. that pop up and say, for this word, it here is what flat. will happen. Or there will be repercussions. You know, like, there, yeah. it, it's, there has to be something like that. And also, you know, my question led to with this whole situation in Ohio State is, I wonder, like, what are these universities doing for these kids from a mental health yeah, perspective? Them. Yeah, right like away the coach and AD have, have, you know, gotten his back, and you lose a devastating – it's a devastating loss. I mean, uh, clearly. Kid I played mean, great, though. You do everything you can. You miss a shot. It happens. Like, it happens. Which is why is this a is this a crazed fan like you remember the De Niro De Niro yeah, movie yeah, the, the fan, fan right like, yeah, right, like fan, is it yeah. a crazed fan who just can't control himself and had to get his frustrations out or is this somebody that had money yeah and it cost you you know and, and this college kid missed yeah. a shot and it cost yeah. me money or, or missed some shots or didn't have a gr- great finish the game whatever it was and it yeah. cost me yeah, the it problem, cost yeah. me money and now I, I'm in trouble so I'm going to take it out on you my frustrations out on you whatever yeah. it is. 
this is clearly becoming a bit of an issue that you have to – it has to be addressed in some way or another. I don't know. Have you guys ever gotten a death threat? Uh, I don't read mine, but I've, I've gotten a lot of vile stuff. I, I got one when literally I, we were talking about George Floyd when I was away over the summer util, utilizing like a, I wasn't in the studio. I was in a different location, got one. And the internal conversations really led to me like and I haven't been out places but that makes you like look over your shoulder right. differently, man. That creates a different type of anxiety, yeah. a different type of feeling um, where you're, you're not sure about who you're around and what their intentions are. Like it, it's a really scary thing. I can't imagine being 19, 20 years old dealing with already that. Already right. dealing so, with a devastating right. loss. Like you're like that loss Especially sits with you, Jay, you yeah. know, I mean, you guys understand yeah. you lose at a, in a where you thought you had a shot to get into the final four and you're out where you're out. And now you've got to deal with this on top of it. Yeah, and the craziest thing is we see we see examples of people doing crazy things. We just saw the shooting in Atlanta. What happened, you know, yeah. you know, with yeah. the, the mass shooter there. Who's to say that it's not yeah. going to be some crazy fan that lost it all, that goes crazy like that because they bet it all, right? I think we got to do a better job in making sure that we provide resources for these student athletes. They, they're already in a stressful situation anyway. We always talk about suicide and how it spiked up during the pandemic. We need to support these kids because, listen, this is a game. Right, this is a game. At the end of the day, this isn't life or death but stuff. For some people, it's a business, especially if you're betting it. on it. As Herm Edwards once said, "Don't press send." That, that's the, the only thing you could just don't press it. You could you could think something, but the minute you put it out in the world, it's coming back to you. No doubt about Please it. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, Zubin, Barton, Hahn, kicking it with Jay, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Let's get back into the NFL. So, why the biggest winner of the NFL season is already the biggest winner of the off season that we'll talk about after Jay has this from Cintas. Whew, that subject has me heated, man. Yeah, Take it down you. a notch. I'm with you. All right. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Cintas will keep you well stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Cintas will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms as well. They also help you protect employees and customers with first aid, safety supplies, and fire protection services. CentOS help you open doors with confidence every single day. Learn how CentOS can help keep you and your business clean and safe at CentOS.com. Get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Breaking news, the Buccaneers reached a four-year deal worth up to $72 million to re-sign pass rusher Shaq Barrett. I think Tom Brady's going to be the first quarterback ever to have a chance, like a real chance to go 16-0 again. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Kimberly A. Martin, NFL reporter and co-host of the First Take, Her Take podcast. The woman who had the most impact on my life is 
my Auntie Ingrid. Before Robin Roberts, there was Auntie Ingrid. She was the original boss lady. She was self-sufficient, successful in business, owned her own home in her 20s. I, as a kid, just loved her and wanted to emulate her. So there's no chance that I would be where I am today without her influence. KJZ, Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will. And let's talk to Kimberly A. Martin, Kmart, we like to call her cousin on the K. Goodyear hotline. What up, Cousin K? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? How are you? Now, now, I understand you've got things to get to in a couple of minutes, so we appreciate you just uh, sharing your time with us right now. So we'll, be, we'll try to be as quick as we can with you, but we've got a lot to discuss <laughs> with you, of course. But, but I'm curious about this. This is what we tease, and I want to hear it from you. The biggest winner in free agency might be a team that none of us expected it would be. Okay, are you going to say the Washington football team? Oh, no. I'm going to let you tell me what it is. Because Washington is number two on my list. I Personally, I think the, you can't say anybody but the Bucks because they just won the Super Bowl and they retain all their big-name guys, guys that we were worried they could potentially lose in Godwin and Barrett. So I think the Bucks off the bat, that's got to be – pencil them in as the favorite for the Super Bowl – and obviously, of course, Washington, a team I previously covered. Who knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick could be a beacon of light at 32, 38 years old? But here we are. You know, uh, I love the William Jackson signing. And Curtis Samuel, I think, is an underrated free agent signing at this point. Cousin Kay, who's been the biggest loser thus far? Hmm. <sighs> okay. <Uh-oh. laughs> so it's got to be the Bears, right? And I, I, I preface that by saying I understand that – it's, it's not their fault that they couldn't get, they couldn't pry Russell out of the Seahawks' hands. However, the one thing the Bears had to do this offseason, and the offseason's not done, so maybe they pull off something crazy in the draft, but the one thing they had to do this offseason was make a splash at QB because jobs are on the line when you talk about GM Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy. So after not being able to sign Russell, they threw everything they possibly could and they end up signing Andy Dalton, who is who is serviceable, who is good. But after you fail on on getting Russell, it, it, it is sort of a letdown, especially for that fan base. But when you think about the Bears have had eight different starting QBs under Ryan Pace, the GM, since 2015. When you look at those names, Cutler and Hoyer and Chubisky and Foles and who else, Chase Daniel, Barkley, Glennon, Clawson, any Dalton could potentially be the best of that group, but it's not a very impressive group. Mm-hmm. Well, Dalton said he was promised he'd be the starter. Since you said Tampa was the biggest winners, <laughs> who has closed the gap the most on the um, Super Bowl champions? Uh, who has closed the gap? I mean, I, I like the Bills' moves. Because um, when you think about who are the teams that could potentially knock off the Bucks, look at the teams last year that made it as far as they did, you know, the Bills, Packers, um, although they didn't do a lot besides Jones. Um, You know, the Bills, I like the Bills move because the best teams want to sign their own guys in free agency. I always think it's a red flag sometimes when you see a team willing to cut a guy and then he signs for big money elsewhere. You got to do your due diligence and ask, like, well, why is that team – who knows him well, so willing to let him go. Is it just they just can't afford him and they wish they could? Or are they sort of like, you know what, he's not worth that price tag. But the Bills, 
made a lot of good moves. Um, and that's a team to watch in the AFC, especially with the moves that we've seen the Patriots make. Um, time will tell on them. I'm excited about that, but I think the Bills are still the favorite in that division. All right, NFL free agency is still really much just underway. So, Kimberly Martin, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Kim. All right, guys. All right. Kimberly A. Martin, co-host of First Take, Her Take with Charlie Arnold, Shanae Ogumake. New episodes available every Wednesday, wherever you listen to your podcast, by the way. Barton Hahn with Jay Will. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance Cars, Homes, Boats, Motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Eagles. We've been talking some free agency here, certainly as well. Uh, let's, let's just look in the NFC East. You know, mm-hmm. as you heard Kmart say. Formerly the NFL, NFC, NFC least. least. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, you heard Kmart say this, right? Her second team that's had uh, the best offseason, the winner so far, Washington yeah. football team, right? Just break down what you're seeing in that division, Bart, um, in comparison to the Eagles who are seem to be going through a bit of a reset, but right. the other teams building up. Right. Remember that the the champs, the division champs, is the Washington football team. Right. I think they got a lot better, a lot more exciting with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think when you give them these type of weapons, you know, Antonio Gibson is, I think, a breakout star. Curtis Samuel, you know, reuniting that synergy, you know, with his college teammate and Terry McLaurin. You know, I think they've done a great job because defensively they're, they're, they're a stout team. And I don't think they're done yet, right? You think of the other teams in the division, they've been throwing a lot of money around, not so much in Washington. They still have $20 million of cap space to get that secondary market, you know, to get those secondary stars. Now, they need to get a couple of improvements, maybe at, at cornerback, but they, they have a, a draft as well to be able to, to do that. You look at Dallas, Dallas looks like they're prepared. You know, they brought in Keanu Neal like I told you they would. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you think, I think Richard Sherman's going to go there and really give them that veteran corner on one side. They have Trayvon Diggs from last year, and I think they go out and they draft Patrick Sertain right. Jr. And with Dan Quinn, I think that defense is going to be maybe top 10, bend break when you have that type of offensive firepower. They're going to be, play, be able to play well. But the team that intrigues me the most is what Dave Gettleman has done in New York with all the weapons that he surrounded Danny Dimes with. We understand that Danny Dimes, to me, is just like Josh Allen. He's a big quarterback that can break tackles, and I think he can change angles. You saw him get up to 21 miles an hour last year. I think with Saquon Barkley coming back, it gives them a very explosive offense. This is make or break for Daniel Jones and even Dave Gettleman because I feel like if you give him all these resources, be able to give go out and get the top guy in the market, and you can't win and you lose the division to a team that's been bargain shopping in Washington, then I think it's time for Dave Gettleman to go because he hasn't pushed the right buttons. Stephon Diggs is to Josh Allen what Kenny Galladay will be to Danny Dimes. Yeah. Right? That you go-to hope. guy. Yeah, you, you hope. hope. That's right. what you're praying that's for. That's supposed to yeah. be. Right? And, and, and now the conversation starts about – Daniel Jones already felt like he was on the clock. Yeah. But now, now we're watching the clock. All eyes on you. Now we're watching the clock dwindle mm-hmm. down pretty fast, yeah. right? It's like, okay, year three. Going to year three. You know, what are you doing? You know, last year, one and seven start. You guys in at six and ten. You made a run. Could have made the playoffs. That happened, right? Uh, I kind of feel like they lost the opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. Instead of everybody always trying to blame it on other things that are occurring, mm-hmm. right? Bad calls and things of that sort. But my thing is now it's like, all right, Danny Dimes, it's, it's time to prove that you are the quarterback that New York 
has asked you to be. Yep. Are you cutting down on turnovers? Saquon Barkley will be healthy. You have all the weapons in the world now. It's time yep. to make it happen in the NFC East. And we've seen special from Daniel Jones. We've seen spurts of it, but it's not the interceptions. You've seen him push the ball down the field. You've seen him come back and win games late in games. It's just his ball security. Ball security is job security. I always laugh and tease him about his junior whopper hands. <laughs> but, you know, if he can have some ball security, Nate Solder took a, a pay cut. Now they lose Zeitler, but, you know, you know, now you think about he should have two pretty good tackles as Thomas played better later in the year. But I'm intrigued about this. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of those guys that's good enough to, like, be special. Like, he's the fish magic or fish tragic. And I think he has a lot of weapons. And with that defense, he's going to be getting the ball back. That's the best defensive line in football. Now, I, I find, it, again, that, that's what I find the most intriguing about Washington is the Ryan Fitzpatrick angle. Because every time we try to count him out, every time we want to think it's like that Michael he's Myers, at the man. end, what he, did, what he did in Miami, I mean, let's be honest, yes. he wasn't supposed to be the starter, right. but then he became a starter, and he was always solid, always good. And didn't and he get COVID the last co- game? Because if he wouldn't have got COVID the last game, he would have been played instead of two. They could have gotten the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All I mean, they had to do was win. But he's one of those guys that just seems he's very smart, as we know. Yeah, he evolution. has kept himself healthy. And he just continues to, to be a guy that, that earlier in his career was that fits tragic times. You'd, you'd see some of those games where it was just, you know, stop throwing to the other team. But right. he has just continued to grow into a quarterback that, dare I say, do you trust him? If you have a really good defense, which is what Washington has, yeah. you just have to manage your offense. Exactly. Right? Just manage it. And now he has weapons. He so has are they weapons. then, in your eyes, still the favorite to win that division? Or like, like to repeat as the, or, or do you look at Dallas and think that's overpowering? Would the Giants be the sleeper in this whole thing? Uh, for me, I, I think that right now it's still Washington because right. I don't think they're done. Like I say, I always talk about that secondary free agent market. They still have the draft or dress. I think they do what they could, can do to find a future you know, pastor behind them. But I think with $20 million in salary cap space left, they're still going to go out and get some impact guys. There's still going to be some guys that get cut. Right. And, right. And, and I think they're going to be able to be in position to get some bargain pra- uh, prices for some players. And um, I just trust, you know, Ryan Rivera. I think he's an excellent coach. I think he's building his team in his likeness. And I think just one more year with Gibson, he's going to be a lot special. And I think this defense is going to be scary. I think this defense can pr- potentially be one of the best defense, if not the number one defense in the game. But also, but I want to go to yeah. Kimberly before we transition. I think the team that has closed the gap on the Bucks, the most that people are just continuing sleeping on is the Rams. Another sneaky signing the other day. They got, they got Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. the deep threat that they need. So now you got Robert Woods, who I think is one of the most competitive, underrated you know, receivers in the game. And you got Stafford's Cooper got Cup. that kind of arm, Right, you too. got Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. And I think people have been sleeping. They, they don't know just how good Stafford is, right? I'm a Lions fan, so I know how good he is and how he was winning and what he was doing in spite of the organization that I think has been one of the worst-run organizations in the history of sports. You know what I mean? But now he goes out there in a team that's ready with the number one defense in the league coming back. I think they're definitely a big threat and the biggest threat to the Bucks. Not to tie this always, always back to the quarterback conversation, but if you're Russell Wilson, you're just sitting there. Like, yo! All the, again? Like, <laughs> another threat? Exactly. Damn! Like, how many, how many more exactly. you know, challenges Everybody are we going to have in this team. division? He might be the worst team in the division. He really – I mean, crazy. Russell Wilson might be on the worst least team talented, in yes, that division. Least talented team. Well, when I say worst, I just mean, like, the three teams will be ahead of you in yeah. the standings. Yeah. I mean, you're not making the playoffs if that's the case. Yeah, you, know, you don't finish team. last in your division and somehow get a Tell wild what, card. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't make the playoffs this year. They're definitely going to let Russell go because they're going to identify that we, we got to start over time from to, scratch yeah, and we're not going to rebuild with Russell after we no, try to not. reboot after the Legion of Boom. So yeah. I think you know, that could be the straw that breaks the, uh, the camel's back 
And that's why I'm telling you the Jets should make sure that they kick the can down the field because if you're looking, you're the Jets, you're saying, hey, maybe Russell Wilson really gets upset because now he sees that his window is open and closed. Man, he might be ready to walk away, and I got three first-round draft picks. We'll give you one of them back. And how crazy would that be? Jamal ran because he said the Jets were inept, and then they end up with the quarterback. Uh, that he he ends up in this situation <laughs> he was running Same away from. Season. As long as he gets paid, he probably. Like Geno Smith's happy. my quarterback. <laughs> Sam, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come Sam, back. I'm sorry. Oh man, Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will, KJZ. All right, so the NCAA. <laughs> speaking of reset, the NCAA uh, ruled VCU Oregon as the first no contest of man. the NCAA tournament. That's a tough story, certainly for VCU. But Wisconsin would beg to differ. That's coming up after Sports Center. Lewis has it, turns, fires a three from the right corner. That's an air ball. Rebound tip. Still loose inside. It's over. It's over. Oral Roberts wins. Oral Roberts is going to the Sweet 16. 81-78, the final score. The 15 seed is among the final 16 remaining. What a game. What an effort by the Golden Eagles. They knocked out Ohio State in the first round and now have knocked off Florida. That courtesy of Westwood One NCAA Radio Network. So there it is. At least four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. That's the first time, or the third time, I should say, since seeding began in 1979, seven teams have won outright as at least a seven-point underdog. That's the most through the round of 32 all time and the second most in an entire tournament. Oral Roberts has the two biggest upsets of the tournament. March Madness did not disappoint as it returned after over 700 days away from our lives. How's your bracket? LaMelo Ball expected to miss the rest of the season with a fractured right wrist. This is tough news in Charlotte. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports this, uh, sources telling him. So entering Sunday, LaMelo was the favorite at minus 500 to win Rookie of the Year, according to Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill. Anthony Edwards next best at plus 325. Is he really going to win Rookie of the Year on a bad team? If Ball misses the rest of the season... That would be the final 31 games. He hasn't missed a game so far. And according to Elias Sports Bureau, the most games missed by a rookie of the year, 32 by Patrick Ewing in 1985-86. How's it going, Houston? The Rockets have lost 20 straight games. That's a franchise record. That's after a 114-112 loss to OKC. The 20-game losing streak is the longest ever by a team that began the streak Above 500. They were 11 and 10 at one point. They're now 11 and 30. The 20 game losing streak for the Rockets is the longest since the 76ers lost 27 straight between 2014, 15, and 2015, 16 seasons, as we were told to trust the process back then. Sports Center brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere. Choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One NA, member FDIC. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will. Time for running the point, Jay. All right, let's do this. Here are my five biggest takeaways. From the first weekend of March Madness, 
the crazy, chaotic weekend that we all love, that we're forever indebted to because it gives us the best storylines to pay attention to. Let's start with number five. At five. COVID issues. We knew this was going to happen. We expected something like this to happen, hoping that it wouldn't. But what happened to VCU just breaks my heart. Mike Rose, the head coach there, good friend of mine, they had a couple of COVID issue, positive issues. They thought they were able going, they thought they were going to be able to get through it. They got all ready for the game leading up into the game. The game got canceled three hours before the tip. Three hours before the tip. This is one of the best teams, I think, in their, not only in their division, but I had a chance to get multiple wins in the tournament. I feel horrible for these kids. You wait around with the hope that you get a chance to be there. They missed last year as well. I just hate seeing it happen. We knew we kind of expected it to happen, but the chances of it happening, Alan, it just destroyed my heart. I feel horrible for Mike Rhodes and VCU. Number four. At four. His name is Max Acemus, okay? Spell not, it. Not Abmus. Abacus. Abacus. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Max Acemus is actually the best scorer in the country. The leading scorer Legit. in the country mm-hmm. for RRU. Okay? And, and what I say about this, look, they, they made history as a second ever 15 seed to reach the Sweet 16. The first was Dunk City. But this is a school of 2,800 undergrads. 2,800 undergrads. Wow. And this is what they were able to do. They beat Ohio State, and I'm going to tell you guys a story. I got a text from a big-time player that plays for Florida the other day saying, oh, all you guys on ESPN keep talking about ORU is going to be that team. They're going to do it again. They're going to make this right. It's not happening in our watch. Oh. 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 I sat there and watched that game last night. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that just happened again. Newsflash. We've never been friends. They are real, <laughs> and Max Acemus is a guy that can score on anybody yeah. in the country. Are they are real and spectacular is what you're saying? Yes, they are. Nice. Number three. At three. Sister Jean. Cameron Crutwig. Porter Moser. Cash three three names that you're going to recognize. You're going to hear more and more and more. And get this. I'm going to pick them to make the Final Four. They're going to make the Final Four. They have a legit chance to actually win it. I never thought I would say that about Loyola Chicago. Winning it all? Winning it all. They have a legit Ooh. shot. They have a legit shot. Look, they had a chance to a couple years ago get to the Final Four. They okay. made it. They could have got there. Who are you giving kisses to? Come That's on, a kiss man. of death right there. Oh, oh well, no, 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 no. Because no. I, said, I said this a couple years ago yeah. when they kept the run going. And look, here's the thing that people get it misconstrued about them. Kim Palm had them rank, which is a, a measuring system that we have in place in basketball, right? Takes into adjusted defensive efficiencies, offensive efficiencies. Had them rank the number seven team in the country. Yeah. They were ranked number 17 in the country at a time in AP polls, okay? Number one, adjusted defensive efficiency in the nation. They are that good, and they share the sugar. They understand who they are. Four seniors in the starting lineup. Yeah. They have a chance to cause a lot of havoc moving forward. Next up. At two, my buddy, my buddy, wherever, wherever he go, he goes. Go, yes, buddy. okay, my buddy, okay. Oh, I, I took it too far. <laughs> buddy Beheim, it's your segment. My buddy Beheim, it's all good. We shared a segment together. It's called Sharing the Love. Jim Beheim's son has been putting on a show, averaging twenty-eight points per game in his two ACC tournament games and the two games they've had in the NCAA tournament, yeah. shooting lights out from the three-point line. I'm talking about deep shots. Yeah. Deep shots, Dame like a couple, yes, a couple of feet over half court, letting it fly. I just want to put some respect on Syracuse's names. And a lot of people always say this, yeah. hey, uh, you can't simulate it in practice. You can't with this lineup that they play. I mean, the average height is around 6'6 and above. 
This team plays that 3-2 matchup zone. A lot of teams don't see it throughout the course of the regular season. Yeah. We saw multiple teams struggle because teams yeah. want to settle and shoot a lot of jumpers. Shoot, yeah. This team has a defense to go a little bit deeper into the tournament. Buddy, Buddy, not healed. Almost. Buddy Beheim, yeah. uh-huh. a guy to Buddy watch. Buckets. Buddy Buckets. You got to love when, when you see the coach's son because usually they're just on the team and they don't deserve to be there at their spot. I mean, yeah, he, you know, he hits us to three and he's celebrating his dad. Like, Get back on defense. <laughs> Still been a dad. 20th Sweet 16 for Jim Beheim. Getting it done. Been a run. Yeah, Getting it's it been done. a run. All right, yeah. let's go my number one because this one hurts and me. And running point. <sighs> number one. I'm shocked by Shaka Smart. Shocked. By Shaka Smart. Six seasons at Texas. We all See, well, I remember Shaka Smart. I think about 2010, 2011 season. VCU, yep. Eric Maynard. You guys remember that name? Oh, yeah. Made that crazy run to the Final Four. It was magical. Yeah. It was magical. He was building a powerhouse at VCU. Just dominating their conference. Very similar to the way we see Mark Few dominating mm-hmm. his conference at the West Coast Conference. Very yep. similar to the way we see Porter Moser dominate the NBC with what they're doing at Loyola Chicago, right? But since he's been at Texas, a couple really bad losses. I mean, first-round losses. Do you guys remember that comeback they had against uh, – they let happen against Nevada in 2018? That buzzer beater they had yep. in 2016 against Northern Iowa? And now you lose to a small team in your state. You lose to a small – Albeline Christian. <laughs> you lose to them. Like you are the big dog. You are Texas. Yeah, uh-huh. You can go out into anybody's house and get the best players. They had talent on this team. Matt Coleman, Andrew Jones. They have top draft picks on this team. Yeah, man. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to have at Texas. And, and Shaka's my boy. Yeah, man. We just know how it is at these big schools. Oh, they'll buy you out in a minute, huh? It leads us back to this conversation about Porter Moser, right? Yeah. About, you know, does he stay at Loyola Chicago? Yeah, is the grass or does always he go greener? to a different school, a bigger school, get paid more? But you go, like, you think about what Shaka Smart could have been at VCU for a very long time. Yeah. I think Archie Miller, what he could have been at Dayton for a very long time. You lead these programs, you go to a bigger program, and all of a sudden now – you're on the clock. Yeah. And now we're talking about a smaller team in your own state beats you in the tournament. Yeah. It's always a tough road. It's always the, the more money, more problems, yes. more pressure. And yeah. that's usually what happens when you jump out of mid-majors where you have great success and you come in. If you don't have that immediate success, they'll quickly label you as, oh, he couldn't get it done. Yeah. Shaka and- Smart was a guy that wasn't just getting noticed on, on, on major programs after his success at VCU. There were NBA teams that were thinking yeah. about bringing him in that wanted to interview him. So, so he was a guy that everybody recognized as someone that was a good leader of men, a good coach. Yeah. But if you don't have that immediate success at some of these bigger, bigger schools, that's when they start questioning whether or not what you were doing at the smaller schools, you were catching people by surprise. That's, what, that's so. when they go buy you out and you hurt yeah. your feelings. Yeah, well, that's all right. Money, you still get the money. There's no question yeah, about that. That was a lot of fun. Great stuff there by Jay. How you say that, Max Amos? Ace Miss. Ace Miss. Ace Miss. You'll know you'll know by the end of the tournament. He's shooting aces. Ace Miss. I'm just trying to make some t-shirts after the show so I can make some money off of his name. (laughs) I know what you're doing there. All right, the MVP and Rookie of the Year favorites. Everybody else doing it. Knocked out in one weekend. While it was a great March Madness for the NBA, it was a tough weekend. Mm -mm. Can I mention what happened to the Knicks last night? Never mind. Woj going to join us next after Jay has this from Syntax. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists, and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help keep you and your facilities safe and your people even safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. 
if he goes out and misses an extended period of time here, well, that would remove him from the MVP conversation. If he's healthy and they're one of the top eight teams in the conference, you got a great shot at going to the uh, NBA Finals. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will. Just watching the replay of the LeBron James. It makes me hold my damn ankle. Injury. Uh, Rolled over on that right leg. Guys, you just got to go limp when you feel that. That's it, but, but let me ask backwards. you this question, because we've all watched a lot of LeBron James. Well, let's, let's bring Woj into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. Do. Yeah, I wonder how, how many times do you see Le- LeBron grimace like that or yell like that after an injury? Yeah. You don't yeah. see it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him go down a couple of times. Again, Woj joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So, good to see you, Woj. So, as we're talking about the LeBron injury, we were just watching the good. replay of it, and it's one of those where you watch it and you, just, you can't help but wince, right, like as you see it. We don't normally see LeBron in those types of situations. What's the latest you can give us on that injury and his, and, uh, his future? Yeah, guys, they're, they're still evaluating um, the, the ankle now, but uh, I'm told the Lakers are preparing uh, for what is really typically the normal uh, uh, recovery time for that kind of high ankle sprain, and that's, that's three weeks to a month that there's a, you know, a sense that it probably is not going to be really less than that. And so LeBron Whoa, Trey, has Whoa, always shown three weeks to a, a month, Woj? Three weeks to a month? Wow. That, yeah, that, that's what they're preparing yeah. for right now. They're still evaluating it, I'm told. But, um, you know, listen, James has shown a tremendous uh, ability to uh, come back from injury. He's had a lot of ankle sprains in his career, and, and he's never missed – more than a couple few games, but this is different. You guys know a high ankle sprain is a different kind of injury. And, and so the Lakers are preparing for the fact, you know, that he's going to be out, that they're going to measure this in weeks and not days. And, and obviously coupled with Anthony Davis's uh, calf injury, you know, this is a really problematic stretch for a Laker team, you know, that really is, is going to and does struggle 
without having those two stars in the floor. Yeah, just for everybody to understand, in three weeks to a month, so the NBA season, because it started late, the end of the season's mid regular season would be mid-May. That would take him to the end of April yeah. at the longest, which would leave a couple of weeks before the playoffs begin. Go ahead, Bart. Yeah, well, what kind right. of pressure does that right? Put? And, and that's and that's typical. That's typical of that injury, right? Right. Wolves, what kind of pressure does that put on yeah. Anthony Davis to try and play hero to keep them in the standings to come back a little early? Does this speed up his process? Or are they going to continue to, be, to stay patient with Anthony Davis as well? Yeah, they're going to continue, Bart, to be cautious with Davis and, and not change his timetable. Listen, the Lakers did, did build a cushion, um, obviously, with uh, this season uh, in the standings. And I, I think more than anything for L.A., they need to have both players healthy for the postseason, uh, I don't think they have to worry about um, home court or who their matchup is in an early round. Uh, I think there's a confidence there, uh, you know, that with a healthy LeBron James, a healthy Anthony Davis, that they can go on the road and win in the playoffs. Um, I mean, just imagine if you're uh, the, the Jazz or the Suns and you get the one seed, you get the two seed, and all of a sudden you look up and you're in the first round of the playoffs and you got a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron <laughs> Uh, coming into your building for a game one or two. That is not how you imagine getting rewarded for a high seed, but that's within the realm uh, of possibility here. Well, how does this change the trade deadline strategy for the Lakers or teams that are chasing them right now in the West? Well, I I think for, for the trade deadline for the Lakers, I don't know that it changes it really at all. Uh, I think they're probably going to be more active in the buyout market. Uh, Andre Drummond from Cleveland. I think the expectation is the Cavs are going to continue to have a difficult time finding a trade for him this week that ultimately, if he wants to leave Cleveland and play somewhere else this year, it's going to be a buyout. And then I think the Lakers and Nets are certainly uh, two of the teams at the top of that list. He certainly could play a significant role with L.A. Uh, You know, they miss the size and – the ability to protect the rim that they had last year with Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, they don't have that with Montrez Harrell, Marcus Saul. So certainly that's at the top of their priority list. Uh, I know they have called around, um, you know, about certainly size shooting at the trade deadline. It's, it, it's hard to imagine that there's a significant trade for this Laker team out there, but they've been trying. Listen, you're not replacing, uh, you know, AD and LeBron here in, in the short term uh, at the deadline, you know, but they certainly um, have been active. And I think, you know, I think the buyout market is probably where I think the Lakers can do more, uh, uh, make more of an impact on improving that roster. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will, talking to Woj right now, latest in the NBA. So there's one injury to another. You go from an MVP candidate to a Rookie of the Year candidate. You reported that LaMelo Ball uh, could miss the season with a wrist injury. I know he's getting a second opinion on uh, on the prognosis, what else can you tell us right now about that situation? Yeah, it's really uh, it's really unfortunate. Lamelo Ball had been um, spectacular in this rookie season. I mean, he made the Hornets a team you wanted to watch every night. Uh, he's coming to New York. I'm told early this week, today, tomorrow, uh, to meet with uh, one of the top hand specialists, Michelle Carlson. Uh, but but very likely, the expectation is he is done for the season. Uh, fractured his hand just below his thumb. And uh, this was a Charlotte team that was in the playoff race, had the eighth seed, uh, and and certainly without ball, that changes dramatically the dynamic uh, for this Charlotte team. But 
uh, ball had been, has shown himself to be uh, a potential franchise player for Charlotte and uh, really frustrating for him, for the organization, uh, to lose him this way. Uh, but I'm told that the expectation is he's probably going to miss the rest of the year. Well, it's a more pressing question. What happened to your Bonnies this weekend, man? LSU, that was a tough one. Tough matchup for the Bonnies. Listen, regular season Atlantic 10 champion, tournament champion, and then we've got the whole team back next season. Uh, so we're, we're out working and recruiting. We'll add a couple guys. We'll, we'll see you next March, Jay. We'll, we'll see you back there. Well, well, you know you can we say, will see you because hopefully we'll be in the tournament next March yeah, with well, you guys. Well, here's all that? you have to say is, you know what? You know, we really missed Duke this year, said no one. Said no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jay, 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 listen, we would love to, you know, we were a ninth seed this year. You know, if we're a seven, six seed next year, maybe we can get you guys in a six eleven game uh, or something like that if Duke can, can eke into the tournament. And that's why I love you, Woj. We appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Uh, <laughs> See you guys. Thanks. Thanks right. hey, that's tough news in Charlotte, no doubt about that, though. Oh. Uh, tough news in Charlotte and what that does now to that team and the playoff run everything else. But he, he had a terrific season. He's got everybody talking about Charlotte, which – doesn't often happen. Opens Speaking up the Rookie of the Year for uh, it, Baby it, Keyshawn, as it, you like it, to call him on the show, Anthony Edwards. Maybe. Or how about Emmanuel Quickly? Yeah. Well, anyways. <laughs> Good luck. Speaking of young New York stars, <laughs> one new young quarterback has to finally live up to his name. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 